0: Well, today is day five of the uh, new year, new decade. No doubt you've heard all of the jokes and one-liners that go along with that. So you can just say it to yourself right now, and then save me that that trouble. Uh, perhaps you've decided to make some changes in 2020. Um, it is a good time to make some changes. I mean, there's no question about it. The New Year's kind of a handy handy date on the calendar there that comes along, and you know we begin to want to do some some new things. Um, now, not that you should wait. You know, really, it's not that you should wait until the new year to make changes. I hope that you don't do that. If you see a change that needs to take place, I would encourage you to go ahead and do it. Uh, but maybe you've already given up on making some changes. I mean, it is day five after all, and it's hard to keep doing some things for five days in a row, particularly when it's something that you didn't want to really do in the first place, or that you've been having a hard time doing anyway. So, you know, one of the one of the things is always, uh, you know, joining a gym to uh, exercise more, it went through my mind, uh, fortunately, very quickly, and uh, didn't stick around long, um, you know, that I thought, well, you know, joining a gym would be a good thing. I remember when I was a member at the uh, YWCA and uh, we used to meet there to run in January, the, the ranks swelled and the locker room got crowded, and we always referred to those folks as the resolutioners. The resolutioners are here you know, and they're there and some of them, a lot of them didn't stick with it. Um, and I, I can identify with that, I can understand with with that. But let me encourage you, if on day five you're finding yourself struggling with some changes, and I assume there are changes for the positive, I have seen some people make stupid changes. Um, don't be like that, uh, you know, but the, uh, uh you know, that I've decided I'm not going to be taken advantage of anymore. Um, well, you know, if we're not going to be vulnerable, then um, we're, we're not going to grow much. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. What I want to talk and encourage you about is don't give up. You know, don't give up because uh, you, you can't, you know, you can't make changes any sooner than today. Now, today is always a good day to begin doing something better. Now, when I say that, I don't mean January 5th. What I mean is right when you realize it. When you realize and make a decision, you know what, I really need to start doing this. I really need to stop doing this. I really need to modify how I do that. Whatever it is, no matter what day it is, that's the best time, you know, to be able to make that change right now. You can't make it sooner. Why would you want to wait and make it later? You know, if it's something that needs to be done, get it done, get it taken care of, you know. One thing I want to encourage you to do, in 2020 is to pray more. And you say, oh, stink, you know, what in the world do you have to bring that up for? Uh, you, know, it's, uh, you know, maybe you're praying a lot, I, I don't care. I still, I want to encourage you to pray more. Now, I don't simply want to tell you to pray more. What I'm hoping to do today. Is to give you a little encouragement, maybe a little a little guidance to help you pray more. Some suggestions as we go through. We're going to um, look at some very, I, I think, very practical suggestions for you that I hope will make it easier for you to pray more. Because one of our problems is when we decide to pray more, then we decide, well, we're going to pray more. Okay, so let's pray, dear Lord. Now, what do I say? Uh, you know, and 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 we kind of, you know well, okay, that, that was, you know, I made 30 seconds, you know. Well, you know, the whole deal there, I'm hoping that, you know, when we're finished, you'll have a few more things that will help guide you. So let's pray. We'll get into this a little bit more. Father, thank you for your word, your truth. Uh, again, even this morning as I was reading and just, uh, I don't ever want to stop being amazed by your word. I don't ever want to stop. Learning, I don't ever want to stop listening to you as you show new things. So today, as we look into your word again, I pray that you would do that for some of these gathered here. I pray you'd continue to do it for me. That you would help me to see more from your word. To understand. And then to do something about it. So guide our thoughts, guide our time. When we get distracted, bring us back to you, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Turn to John chapter 17 with me, if you will. John chapter 17, page 996 in the Pew Bible. Uh, we will be, as we're going through this, again, I would encourage you to keep your Bible open. You know, you can throw your outline on top of it and, um, you know, jot a few things down. You know, let me encourage you too. don't just fill in the blanks, you know, um, you can do like david does if you think it's you got another way to word it word it differently that's great you know just don't do what david does and cross out the bible and word it differently but that (laughs) no but i i whatever will help you you know i hope that that's what you do now matthew and luke recorded what we refer to as the lord's prayer matthew and luke recording our father who art in heaven king james version you know that's your king james prayer uh, matthew and mark recorded that uh... that was they did that uh... that prayer was in response to the disciples coming to jesus and saying teach us to pray as john meaning john the baptist taught his disciples to pray and now it's interesting we don't have that prayer at all but he taught them you know so he, he said you know pray this way and he goes on with what we continue to repeat as the lord's prayer now it is certainly a good Model prayer. It's a pattern to follow. We've looked at that before. I was thinking as I was going through this, oh, we have to do that again sometime. Maybe we will. Uh, but you know, it's, a, it's a good pattern to follow. In John 17, what you have here, the one we're looking at today, this is where uh, Jesus prayed. He prayed for and he prayed with his disciples here. They were learning by example. They were learning, you know, as they listened to him. When I was a kid, um, you know, and many of you know that I grew up uh, Roman Catholic and we, uh, they have certain prayers they pray. And so my mom had my older brother, my brother's, uh, well, he, he would be uh, uh, six years older than me uh, and you know, he said, well, you know, I'll pray with him tonight. I will you know, he's going to teach us how to pray. So one of the prayers they pray is the hail Mary. Okay. Now you're all bent out of shape. Some of you are bent out of shape about that already. Just, just forget that part. All right. Um, my sister, Mary and I, my sister, Mary and I went to pray. And so my brother Jim says, you know, that repeat after her, and it's just the the prayer begins hail mary full of grace so mary said hail mary full of grace and i said hail patrick full of grace made sense to me it made sense to me you know the so some things you know you learn you learn by model and by example don't 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 use that prayer you know here you have that model and that example and it made such here's the deal for you it made such an impression on john that this is the prayer he recorded he didn't record what we refer to as the lord's prayer that's not found in john's gospel but this prayer is i'm just going to simply go through it in smaller sections pick out some things pick out some thoughts uh you know point out some observations for you and i hope that will highlight some ways that you can uh, pray in 2020 now You can pray for yourself. You can pray these things for yourself And there's nothing wrong with that and you can pray these prayers for others as well So keep that in mind as we go through this there are things you can pray for yourself And some of them are worded that way in your outline and some of them you can pray for others and you know Some of them are worded that way in the outline. So beginning with verse 1 follow along Jesus spoke these things looked up to heaven and said and here's where the prayer begins father The hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. For you gave him authority over all flesh so he may give eternal life to all you have given him. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and the one you have sent. Jesus Christ. Now there's where we're going to pause. Notice how he starts this prayer. He starts this prayer just the same way that he taught his followers to pray. He addresses this to his father. Just the way when he, when they said teach us to pray and he began pray this way, our father you know and this is how he lays it out I want you to understand that when you are praying that in prayer you are talking to someone who knows you someone who cares about you someone who cares about you personally okay some of you have grandchildren here and and, you know and some of you don't have grandchildren yet but your kids have moved out of the house when your kids moved out of the house you quit caring right well no we know we didn't you know why because you're a father for life You know, you're a parent for life. It doesn't matter how old they are. This is still my kid. And it matters to me what happened. Here's a picture for you. You are praying to someone who you matter to. You matter to God. Father. Now, All of us didn't have fathers like that. Uh, you know, I didn't have a father like that. My father, my father didn't care about me. That's just, that's just the flat out truth. You know, he left our family. He left the state. I didn't hear from him. You know, he left when I was, uh, just finished kindergarten. I didn't hear from him at all until I was in high school. And then it was very sparse. My father didn't care about me. But you know what? that doesn't mean my heavenly Father doesn't care about me. You know, sometimes we sit around and whine, well, you know, I just never... Suck it up, get over it, you know, put on your big boy pants or big girl skirt, whatever it might be, and realize that, you know, because your earthly father, I was going to say was a jerk, but that would be offensive to some of you, Because your earthly father blew it, your heavenly father still loves you. You still matter to him. What goes on in your life is of concern to him. Father, two applications came to mind as i was looking at this for prayer one is pray that you will live to glorify god that's at the end of verse one there when he starts he says father the hours glorify your son why that the son may glorify you that the son may glorify you it's easy it's easy particularly in prayer it's easy to get caught up in what we want or how we want things to go. One of the things I have learned, you know, in praying to my father who cares about me, is that when I when I express things to him, that I, I I trust him enough and know he loves me enough that he will say, No, 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 no. Don't do it that way. Do this instead. You know, so one of the things I always pray is I express it to him. What am I doing? I'm talking it over with God. I'm not asking Him to do this my way. I'm saying, Lord, you know, this is kind of how, you know, it seems to be unfolding to me. Please, please direct me if I'm wrong. You know, if I got this wrong. Now, you can certainly pray this for yourself as well as others, particularly when they're going through struggles. Because when we're going through struggles is when, our way out seems to loom larger pray that you will live to glorify god and also pray that you may know god and come to relationship with jesus verse three you know this is eternal life that they may what know you the only true god and the one you have sent jesus christ now You can pray this for yourself, you can pray this for others. Do you know Jesus as well as you could? If you said yes, you're wrong. Uh, you can know Him better. You can, you know, always learn more about Him. So, you know, as you're praying, you pray that you might know God and that you might come to a relationship with Him. And as you pray this, you pray this for others too. You know, when it says no, that you may know God, that they may know you, that word means to learn, to come to understand. You know, that there's growth there, that, it, that it's taking us further. You know, uh, it's an intimate knowledge. It's not simply knowing about. This was the same word and phrase they used on a, about an intimate relationship between a husband and a wife. Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived. This is how they expressed that intimate, close bond and knowledge there and and this is what he's talking about that they may know that we may come to a more intimate knowledge of god that we may grow in that so part of this prayer is for a greater depth of knowledge well beyond just surface knowledge don't settle for surface knowledge let's pick up verse four i have glorified you on earth by completing the work you gave me to do now father Glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Now, we already mentioned praying, you know, about glorifying God. So, uh, again, it can be for yourself (coughs) as well as for others. But here, just pray to complete the work God gave you to do. This is one of the things I pray about often. And, you know, particularly... uh, I got another thing from, you know... Social Security, yes, uh over the weekend, it wasn't yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday, today's Sunday, yesterday, in the mail, you know, and uh, all this stuff, you know, and let us tell you, you know, let us help you about retirement and all this stuff, and we get all these questions, so now Ginny got one, you know, and, uh you know, from somebody who should have known her age a little better, uh, and says, you're going to be, you got to sign up for Medicare next year, well, no, she doesn't, she's not old enough, uh, but anyway, John and I did but anyway the uh, uh you know the, the uh, and Connie uh the uh, we uh, anyway uh, you, you know when are we done with what God's called us to do You know it's not just your pastor who should be praying about God when do you want you know when do you want me to we talk about retiring I don't I just don't see that in scripture I just don't see retirement in scripture Um, I pray the same way that I have always prayed, Lord, you tell me when I'm done and when I need to get out of the way. That doesn't mean you do nothing. That means what we're doing is we pray to complete the work that God has given us to do. Now, that opens up a whole new can of worms for us you don't need to spend a lot of time trying to figure out the work he gave you to do much of it most of it the overwhelming majority of it for you was laid out in his word when you read his word you will understand his more of his work when you read his word you'll understand his work better when you when you read and understand when you read his word you know he will give you understanding about his work now certainly part of this is praying for guidance One of the things, one of the ways I pray in regards to that is that God will open and close doors as I go along following what he's already made clear in his word. So as he's made things clear in his word and as I'm going along, I pray that he will open and close doors. Direction is accomplished as you move, not as you sit still. As you move, you know when you stay still. You, you, when you stay still, you know, and you and you wait. You can sit in your car in your driveway all day long, and you can turn that wheel back and forth all you want to. And you guess what? That dire- your direction is never going to change. The wheels may even be pointing in another direction, but guess what? Your direction is never going to change until that vehicle starts moving. You're never even going to get out of the driveway. You can turn that, rev the engine all you want to. And nothing's going to change until you start moving. Until you put it in gear and start moving. Some of you need to put it in gear. You know, you need to start moving. Too many pray for direction and never start moving. You are never going to complete the work he gave you to do if you don't get moving. Let me encourage you, get moving. You know, get moving. Pick up along with me. Verse 6. I have revealed your name to the men you gave me from the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they kept your word. Now they know that all things you have given to me are from you, because the words that you gave me, I have given to them. They have received them and have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me because they are yours. Everything I have is yours, and everything you have is mine. And I have been glorified in them. So here you go. Pray to give God's word to people. Pray to reveal his name to them. This is what Jesus said I did. This is what he said I did. I have given your word to them. Pray that you might give, you know, reveal his name to them. We're quick to give our thoughts. We're quick to give our opinions. Give God's, give God's word more value than your thoughts and your opinions. What does God tell, what does God tell them for this, this situation? When somebody comes and talks to you and asks for advice, when somebody expresses to you, uh, you know, some of the, their, what's going on in their life, what does God say about this? How can you, how can you show them? And again, the more you know God's Word, the more you'll know some of these things, but you already know some of them. You already know some of them. You already know some things that you can share and that you can tell people. Another thought from these verses, acknowledge to God that all you have is his. Do you notice Jesus did that? We need this reminder regularly. We get grabby, we get possessive. You know, and this is, this is ours, this is mine. We get grabby and possessive. And, and, and we forget that all we have is God's. And we need to use it that way and we need to use it to glorify God. Just a thought for you. When's the last time you used your house to glorify God? Just a thought for you. When's the last time you've used your house to glorify God? When's the last time you used your car to glorify God? And again, just a, just, just a thought for you. You know, you know, all you have is His. So use all that you have for His glory and to help others come to know Him and to help others come to grow in Him. Pick up with me. Verse 11. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I was protecting them by your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them is lost except the son of destruction, so that the scripture may be fulfilled. So, Pray for protection from the world's influence. Now, when I say world here, understand John most often uses that phrase world, meaning those who are, are separated from God, those who don't have a relationship with God, those who don't have any concern for God. That's most often how he uses the the phrase world here. You know, and so that's what he's talking about. Those that's what I'm, that's what I mean here when I say protection from the world's influence, the influence of those who don't have a relationship with God. Those who are driven and motivated by things other than God. You see, because our standards and our values should be set by God, not by the world's standards, meaning not by the standards of those who don't know God, not by the standards of those who don't have a relationship with him. You know, our values should be set by God, not by the desires that the world inspires within us. Do you know how much advertising you look at a day? An unbelievable amount. Do you realize what the goal of advertising is? The goal of any advertising is to make you dissatisfied with what you have so that you will want what it is they're trying to sell. So all day long you are, you are confronted with things from billboards to radio to with, you are confronted with things that are trying to make you discouraged with what you have and desiring something else. Just make sure that your desires are set by God, not by the things the world stirs up inside of you. There's a huge difference between the two. There it is. I lost my place for a second. All of us need help in this area. All of us need God's protection in this area. He prayed, you know, protect them, Father. We're not as strong as we think we are. We just aren't. You know, I can stand up. We're, we, we get sucked in by this. You know, your standards, your values, they set your direction. You know, they set your direction. They influence your decisions. They determine how you will spend your time. They determine how you will spend your money. Those are all set by your standards and your values. That's what you spend your money on that's what you spend your time doing pick up with me verse 13 now I am coming to you and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy completed in them I have given them your word the world hated them because they're not of the world as I am not of the world I am not praying that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one they are not of the world as I am not of the world. So, pray for God's joy to be complete in us. Pray for his joy. His joy is what helps us to be stable, even in tough, depressing, discouraging circumstances. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's God's joy that that brings that stability into our life. It's that joy that is separate from the circumstances we may find ourselves in. It's separate from the way even that others may mistreat us because we find our value and we find our our value in God and what God has done for us. It's not found in the situation. It's found in that solid, growing, nurturing relationship with God. And this is a a, next one is a continuation of the earlier thought from the previous section of verses. Pray to be in the world but not of the world. God has not asked us to live in a corner. God has not asked us to live in a cave or as a hermit. God has not asked us to totally disengage from the world. In fact, what he says is that we need to be involved in the world. You're involved in the world. Why? So that you can tell others about Jesus. Where are the people who need to know about Jesus in the world? We need to be able to tell them about Jesus. You know, we, we, need, we, we need to not be of the world. Why? To show them that there's a better way. To show them there is a different way. To show them they have a choice. They have a choice. They don't have to live by what the world says. They can live with a relationship with God. Verse 17. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them so that they may be sanctified by the truth. Okay, the most obvious one here is pray to be sanctified. Again, this is a prayer for yourself as well as for others. You know, to be sanctified. Sanctified is set apart for God. There's, you know, there's a picture that we're set apart for God, but sanctified is also growing to be more like Christ. Pray to be more like Christ. You know, use him as your, as the use, how can I be more like Christ? Use him as the evaluation for your actions, your choices, your decisions. Ask yourself, would Jesus have said that? What, I just yelled out the window at that guy because he turned in front of me. Would Jesus have said that? The way I talked to that waitress. The way I responded when they got my bill wrong. The way that I responded when somebody came and told me what's happening in their life. But I was in the middle of something. Is that how Jesus would have responded? You know, Is that, is that what he would have done? I think part of this is also asking God to remove the junk from your life that's getting in the way of your spiritual growth. Get the junk out of my life that's keeping me from growing in you. What are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you watching on TV? How are your discussions? What are the jokes you tell? Are you throwing things in the way? Are you putting things in the way of your growth in Christ? Pray to get rid of that. Part of this also is to ask God to replace lies with truth in our life. Here's the deal some people don't realize, even in the midst of it. A lot of anxiety, a lot of depression is based on believing a lie. It comes from believing a lie. And we begin to live that way. Sin also comes from believing a lie. Adam and Eve believed what the serpent told them and rejected what God told them. And they acted on what? The lie. And they sinned. One of the most destructive lies we believe is it won't matter. It just doesn't matter. A little lie won't matter. But it does. There is no such thing as a little light lie. And we can begin to believe that. It won't matter if we tell them about Jesus. Maybe you're the first one. Maybe they won't fall on their knees and say, you know, oh man of God, you know please tell me how to be saved. But you might be the one where they think, hmm, maybe I need to think more about this. It won't matter if I'm here or not. You see, that not only keeps us to ourselves. And keeps us away from places we need to be. That's also the thought that leads to suicide. That it won't matter if I'm here or not. And we begin to believe the lie. (laughs) That it just won't matter. Don't believe that lie. Verse 20. I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their message. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they be one in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you have given me. May they be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they be made completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me and that you have loved them and that you have loved me. So, pray broadly. Pray broadly. I pray not only for these, but all those who will believe, he says through their message. Pray broadly. So pray for those that you haven't met yet. You know, pray for those that you may never meet here. You know, that's one of the things we put in the bulletin, you know, is is praying for our missionaries, is praying for those that they will talk to. You, you, You may never meet those people here on this earth. You know, but pray for them. Pray for those that you see on the news. You know, pray for them. Uh, pray for your kids' future mates. We did that. We still do that. They're not their future mates. They're their current mates. You know, we still, we pray for our grandchildren's mates. Oh, particularly when I'm telling you some of them at some time, we pray for their mates because man, they're gonna need it. Uh, you know, that, 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 that's, you know, that's just true. Pray broadly. Pray broadly. You know, don't, 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 don't be narrow in that. You know, and also pray for unity not uniformity, okay? Unity is not uniformity, where we're all the same. That's not what it is. Pray for unity. You know, ask God to help you get along with those who are different than you are, that you can get along with those who are different than you are. Pray, you know, and ask God to help you appreciate the gifts and talents of others, I don't appreciate southern gospel music, okay? Now, some of you just think I said an anathema. Um, it's just not my thing. But you know what? I'm glad it's there. You know? it. it, it, it and a lot of people seem to like it. You know? I heard that. The you know, But the, the the whole... Pray for those who have different gifts than you. Could you go to the jail and talk to some people? Could, I mean, could you go down to the rescue mission and, and, and help those guys every single day? Pray for those whose gifts are different than yours because they're going to reach people that you will never reach. Appreciate the talents and gifts that God has given other people that he hasn't given to you. Because that's part of what makes, makes life you know, more joyful and, and makes it fuller. Pray for unity. 24, verse 24. Father, I desire those you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the world's foundation. So pray for a greater view of God's glory. We overlook this every day, every day we do now this is you know not only from the nature all around us, but from the knowledge that God has given to man. okay, so uh, you know, I was up on the sixth floor, I think it was sixth floor, Sharon was on the sixth floor, yeah, I was up on the sixth floor of, uh, of uh, Parkview the other day, and um, I just got there at seven o five to make sure Sharon was up. Um, she was. She had already had breakfast. So anyway, uh, but so that I was leaving there, and because the sunrise is so is so late, and um, I came out at, you know, and I waiting for the elevator, and there is just this wall of windows at Parkview, uh, up on the sixth floor, and the sun was just starting to come up between some blocks of clouds. It was so cool. You know, and we begin to overlook some of that stuff. And then I was at the pharmacy picking up a prescription. Do you know they have all of these pills in there that react a certain way in your body because of how God made us? And so they can give me medicine that does certain things to the body because of how God made, my, made our bodies to respond to that compound he made. And that he has given some guys the wisdom to know how to not only extract that, to combine some of these things. When I pray for you when you're having surgery or something else, one of the things I pray for is that God will guide the hands of those who are caring for you. That he will give them wisdom above and beyond their own education. That they will be tools in his hand. You know, pray for a greater view of God's glory and the way he has made the world around us. Verse 25. Righteous Father, the world has not known you. However, I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. I made your name known to them and will make it known so the love you have loved, so the love you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. Now again, we talked about this earlier, you know, pray that more people will come to know God again, not just know about Him, but come to know Him, come to have a relationship with Christ. So part of this means that we will tell more people about Him. Pray that we will make Him known. We will make Him known. God has asked us to make Him known. Pray that we will do that. This, you know, and th- what this means, you know, we live for Him more and more. We live for Him in greater amounts, in broader measures, but it, it is, don't buy the lie that it is all, all you need to do is live before them. You need to live before them, but guess what? You need to use words. Here's why I can say that. Well, because not only Jesus told us to, Jesus used words. If he needed words to tell people. I don't want to hurt you. You know your feelings here. But what makes you think that your example is so much better than Jesus. That all you got to do is live before him. Dude, they're going to look at you and go. Woo-hoo! I need God. Use your words. Talk to people. Make him known. And then pray that his love will increase in us. His love that reaches out to the outcasts. His love that fed the multitudes. His love that wept over Jerusalem because of their rejection, because they had turned away from him. You know, His love that forgave those who nailed him to the cross. His love that brought him into this world so that everyone who believes in his name will have everlasting life. So look at your outline. You now have 15 ways that you can pray for yourself and that you can pray for others. Pray more in 2020. Father, thank you for your word and truth. Thank you for those who have prayed for me, those who do pray for me. Thank you for the way in which you have used prayer in my life to guide me, to direct me, to help me not only hear from you but to know i have a father who cares about me one who loves me one who has not turned his back on me one who will not walk away from me father guide us all that we would be people who not only radiate your presence from within, but who also speak of your presence, who show people the reality of who you are through our life and through our words. We need your understanding. We need your transformation. Help us to spend more time speaking with you, speaking about you, learning and growing for all you have for us, not only in this year, but in all the years you give us breath, we pray. In Christ's name, amen.